everybody, and welcome to the third episode of the newly rebooted official Dragon's Den Dragon Quest podcast, Slime Time. If this was a trilogy, this would be a prequel. Ooh, geez, spoiler alert. All right, sorry. All right, so we have now reached a very special milestone in this uh, Slime Time podcast history. Not only is this now the longest-running version of Slime Time at just three episodes, um, we have outlasted the past two incarnations, but... Courage and Wit have served thee well, as Liam's microphone has now reached the next level. That's right. Yeah, thank you. It's, um, it's an honor to have Mike leveled. Um, you can actually hear me now uh, when I say stuff. What a concept. But um, we did run into um, a little bit of an issue in the sound check is that the mic is now too good that the room is like really echoey. <laughs> so uh, we just sat with our next, our, our special guests for today. We were just doing a sound check and it was like, there was nothing that, uh, nothing else that I could do to, to reduce the echo except, except for, for what? except for build an impenetrable blanket fort. So uh, I, think, I don't know if impenetrable and blanket really go together, but well, yeah, I mean, it's, I guess it's sound impenetrable, whatever. Um, okay. But uh, yeah, so I just, uh, I, I just did a real quick, um, you know, MacGyvered up a, a blanket fort out of some dining room chairs and a blanket that I have here. And, uh, and now we're starting off the, uh, the interview uh, well with an embarrassing uh, story uh, for me to just sit <laughs> in here. I'm a 40 year old dude in a blanket fort. <laughs> you know we all got to do what we got to do yeah 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 it's fun right. it's just a little warm that's all right so uh we'll go really nice and slow tonight so you uh heat up and i liam's already told us if you hear a thump in the middle of the recording and then don't hear him again well he passed out <laughs> <laughs> but uh Okay, so joining us tonight, we have some members of the team that translated and helped unofficially bring Dragon Quest the Slime Mori Mori 3, or Rocket Slime 3, to us English speakers everywhere. Welcome, guys, from Team Rocket. You guys are uh, part of the Fan Translations International, I understand. With us tonight, we have Icy Sun 55, Cake Lancelot, Yo. and LGN McRules. Hey. Hey. Um, Welcome, guys. Thank you. Glad to thank be you. here. So, uh, we're going to start off, and we gave you guys a little questions ahead of time. So, uh, hopefully, we don't catch you too off guard with anything tonight. Um, it's always funny when we hear that. But um, we'll start with you, um, Icy. What's your name, your handle? How'd you get into Dragon Quest? If you, I'm assuming you were a little bit into Dragon Quest to do this. Uh, name is Icy Sun 55. Usually just go by Icy. Uh, I kind of started Fan Translators International on a whim, along with uh, uh, Plus Ultra Mario, who's not here with us. Uh, but we kind of started that thing, and I'm actually just running the place as a support kind of role. I write code and help everyone get their projects moving. Uh, I didn't specifically uh, look towards Rock, uh, Dragon Quest or Rocket Slime. Uh, I just kind of help everybody. Okay. 
Um, same question, Cake Lancelot. Well, I'm Cake Lancelot. I just go by Cake, frankly. <laughs> okay. And, um, well, uh, I did actually get into Dragon Quest by, uh, playing Rocket Slime first on the DS. That was my first entry. But since then, I've played Dragon Quest Nine, a uh, few others, and then I've just started on the Eleven demo. So, yeah, uh, I mean, I haven't played all Dragon Quest games clearly, but you know, I appreciate the series definitely. Yeah, those are some good ones, definitely though. Uh, Nine and Eleven. Oh yeah, especially if you got some people to play with. Yeah. Did you end up uh, tackling any of the multiplayer in 9? Yeah, it's great. That's the one time that Liam and I have actually met. Liam's up near uh, New York City, and we met at the, what is it, the Nintendo World? Yeah, it's now it's called Nintendo New York, um, but back then it might have been Nintendo World um, in the Rockefeller Center. Um, we actually meet up um, semi-occasionally, not so often as of late, but we used to do like once a month. Uh, meetups for Dragon Quest Nine multiplayer. It's kind of it's easier to do that in a city um, where you've got a, a, just a centralized population than it is uh, anywhere else. That's why I think I think a lot of a lot of the Dragon Quest Nine players weren't able to actually take advantage of the multiplayer, um, yeah. which is really if they ever do re-release it to Switch, is going to be uh, that's going to be really something special because you'd be able to do it over the internet and connect with other fans and just play, you know, in a similar fashion to the way we connect online through forums. and Right. You know, that's, it, it is a problem for Rocket Slime fans as well. <laughs> I don't yes. use the multiplayer uh, uh, feature very much. Just because. Yeah. Right, right. Well, it's also a um, bit of a difficulty spike because, uh, you're, when, when you're playing multiplayer for Rocket Slime, the, the more you have unlocked, uh, the more weapons and things that you have to your advantage to use on who you're, whoever you're fighting. So, oh, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And, and there's, there's some options. You know, you can equal out the HP, and I think you might be able to, like... Aren't you able to make it so you're, you use the most powerful deck, uh, LGN? Again, you have more experience uh, with the yeah. multiplayer mode. Yeah, unlike Cake, I play multiplayer all the time. I have a group of about eight people that play this game, so I have a little oh, wow. bit of motivation. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. You have a little bit of an edge, though, when you have, like, 200 hours over them, though. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I noticed that when I went up against RPG Wizard uh, PAX East, and he had forgotten how to play. It was a couple of years after the game's release, and so I had the advantage because I was just recently playing it. And then within five minutes towards the end of the battle, he remembered how to play and just completely creamed me. <laughs> it, was just, it was just completely one-sided. That was the uh, number two, the rocket slime we got in the U.S.? Yes, yeah. Is there is there multiplayer? Are we talking about rocket slime, uh, slime more and more three? For, is there any type well, of multiplayer? Uh, they both have, that? For all three games, there is multiplayer, but it's all local. Mm -hmm. And... Yeah. Like, I am trying to talk to um, some developers of Citra. Yeah, they Maybe. didn't seem too interested, though, which is sad. Yeah, I might just have to do it myself. <laughs> but hmm. they do have a way where you can do local play over the internet. So. Oh, wow. It, 
have, yeah. have, have you guys explored uh, Melon DS at all? Uh, I have looked into it. It does not work. <laughs> oh, okay. Unfortunately. I, I had heard that some people got it to work for uh, Dragon Quest Nine multiplayer uh, oh, more nice. recently. Yeah, that's actually come up on uh, on the Dragon's Den forums for DQ9. I think uh, Mel and GX out of, out of uh, China, actually no relation to Mel and DS, uh, <laughs> the project. Um, he, he did mention something about that uh, being, uh, th- there being a successful test for that, which was interesting. Right. Still, I think people would uh, enjoy holding out for a Switch release than to actually, if it's really complex fix uh, with the Melon DS, I don't know. I'd have to check it out. Right. And, yeah, I mean, I haven't tried Melon DS in a while, granted. Um, So I don't know if it was fixed, but I, I remember trying it one or two times, and it did not work. I think it's kind of reliant on uh, precise timing, so it, it kind of like it looks like it works, but it doesn't, essentially. Hmm. Yeah. Alright, you've heard him before. He was talking a minute ago, but um, we do have that one other guest on here, LGN. Um, welcome. What's your name and how did you get into Dragon Quest? Oh, well, I'm Logan. That's why it's LGN. That's probably a lot easier to say than LGN, to be honest. <laughs> but I played the second game on the DS, and I was like, hey, there's probably a third game out there, right? Because this was popular. It was fun. So I looked it up, and it was in Japanese, sadly. So I reached out with a... There was actually this forum post on GBA Temp where Ultra Mario was posting. And then Cake and I actually started going into the game's files and messing around with it before realizing that there was a Discord that Isis done and Fit set up. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so, sorry for getting sidetracked there. I did... Oh no, <laughs> he, go he ahead. Did, he didn't even introduce himself. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. We, we, I went on a Dragon Quest Nine tangent, so... Mm. <laughs> you mentioned Lee's oh, favorite... Uh, topic yeah dragon quest <laughs> well, dragon quest 9 specifically and then the dragon, multiplayer oh dragon my god quest in okay. general yeah so um i'll just kind of throw this out to all three of you at the same time have you ever you any have any of you ever done any fan translations before this game i have not a uh, little bit of game hacking here and there i have not done a full translation before. Yeah, same as Cake. I just did. I was a Minecraft modder, actually, which was a little weird of a jump, but no <laughs> translations. Uh, for me, I've been working on uh, an unannounced translation for the past... Has it been like eight or nine years already? Still yeah. unannounced? Still unannounced. Would you like to <laughs> announce it here on the podcast? Uh, I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's We've given you an exclusive forum to announce this secret that you've been keeping for so long. I suppose. Uh, <laughs> All right, maybe later. <laughs> maybe later. There are several other projects. Uh, Rocket Slime would likely be the first that was involved in that uh, saw release. Okay, excellent. And I know you've mentioned it, but um, 
the Fan Translation International. What is that? Go ahead, Icy, and tell us a little bit about it. Um, well, the idea was to create a sort of open community with um, more than one translation team. So, And the idea there is no one team is really alone. Uh, usually you end up with like siloed teams that are off doing their own thing, and then if they run into trouble and they can't finish the project, it just dies. Uh, so instead of that, I'm like, okay, you join our group, and then if you decide, well, you don't want to keep going, somebody else or some other team can pick it up and continue. Um, at the same time, uh, Rocket Slime actually spawned a development series that uh, myself and a few other people have been working on, uh, which is the Cream Tool uh, for general translation and modding of games. And that's kind of where we're at. It's uh, just a giant translation programming hub. So what, yeah. what, is, uh, what is the Crane tool, exactly? Uh, so it's a plug-in-based uh, tool for editing text, images, uh, opening archives, and modifying the files. Hmm. Um, we haven't worked on too many other formats yet. Uh, we did fonts. Uh, and eventually we're going to get to models and audio files and stuff like that. But generally it's you write a plugin for a specific format and then the tool can read the format and you can work with it. Hmm. Couldn't have done the translation without it. It's essential. Yeah, right from the start we needed it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I, uh, what, what specifically did everyone work on? So... Uh, I'm just kind of, uh, what's the word? I kind of worked on a lot of aspects. Um, jack of all trades, I guess, is the word I was, uh, or phrase I was thinking of. Yeah. Jack if of I all was, trades, Abby. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone drink this night? No, I got you. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, it took me a second because I haven't played it in a while. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we but, uh, had Gerb as our main translator. He's not here, but he was the one that pretty much went through all few thousand lines of text from Japanese straight to English. Probably couldn't have done it without him. Hmm. He did quite a bit. And Cake, Neobio, and Isisun were kind of the uh, technical guys. Splash Cat and I, Splash Cat is also another member of the group, were the, kind of the image guys. Ultramario and I were the localizers, and Cake, Ultra, and I were doing the PR, I guess is a good way of saying it. Hmm. Good so, bit of, yeah, a good bit of generalists, you know, some specialists for, like you said, images, code, translation, but yeah, just kind of a whole bunch of people. Wow. Yeah, it's a, there's a lot. It's a lot more involved than I than I would have expected. You know, if Platy and I got this together, we'd just like Google Image uh, translate it, <laughs> just come up with all sorts of garbage, uh, you know, Japanese to English translations. <laughs> just be completely unplayable. Yeah. Well, I mean, It'd be fun to read. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> in an all your base uh, oh. sort of way. <laughs> yeah. That's how I played the game first, but obviously <laughs> I didn't want it to be like that forever. Wanted to have a consistent translation everyone could play. So hmm. yeah, absolutely. 
No, I think everyone oh. preferred reading Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> very uh, often. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was going to say, I'll vote in the other column. I did not prefer the Japanese. <laughs> uh, quite often you can't use Google Translate because the game has a ton of puns and jokes and stuff that just translated makes no sense. There are some references to Dragon Quest 1 in this game. <laughs> Yeah, I have no idea how Gur figured out what those words were saying. That's an interesting point, though, because uh, with all the puns that get built into various localizations, um, if you took like any Dragon Quest game with puns in it, uh, English localization, and then tried to translate it back into Japanese, you'd probably have the same kind of level of confusion. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, like the Chrono Twigger. <laughs> is that in three as well no uh, sadly no oh, sadly. okay so as as uh localizers are you looking for ways to kind of build those puns in to make it a little bit more dq authentic or how, how does how does that work you said you found japanese puns how would they translate into english well they didn't really translate at all because japanese puns they usually just stick words at the end of something, like a guy saying Harry at the end of all of his sentences. If you notice that, you play various Dragon Quest games. Hmm. Mm -hmm. So we had to take the general gist of what they were saying and then put it as if it, it was a slime saying it. So you, you played the second game, right? Yeah. Yeah, so there were a bunch of people saying goo, like Guashi, for example, the ninja. Right, just, right, right. It's just stuff like that. I mean, yeah. Hey. I mean, one thing that was definitely hard about that is if we wanted to do those puns and like personality for kind of each character. Um, the hardest bit about that is every non-main story character. There can be duplicate names, so there can be several slimes called like town girl or whatever right and we don't necessarily know which is which so yeah. it's just the labeling yeah. in the code yeah, yeah none of the text is stored next to each other hmm. for the characters some is and we can work with that but other times there will be you know there will be a few entries that are next to each other and then another entry for the same character is like thousands of entries down somewhere that we didn't even think about so yeah it that made it more difficult but um oh, i can imagine yeah on, on the note of where the text was um all of it for the most part the giant story blocks were all in the executable oh yeah and it, so the the cream tool actually started as a way to dump and then re-inject that text uh, and that, of course, evolved away, and then NeoBio hopped in, and he was able to uh, extract all the text from the executable into a separate file, which the game would then read instead of the text inside. Yeah, that saved us. That's pretty much how the translation went from almost not going to happen to definitely going to happen. But wow. yeah, um... Yeah, like like Icy Sun said, it was all in the game executable, the code. Um, 
So, I don't know. I guess the best way to put it, if you're kind of more familiar with, like, PC games, it would be like having all the game's text in the EXE file. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I could see that for older, uh, uh, particularly for older PC games where there would be basically an executable file and, like, a bat file or something. Um, right. But there was no easy way to just edit the text file and then put that on the SD card and test the change. It's it's something that kind of had to be uh, kind of reverse engineered and basically made it so we can load it off the SD card. That was a big yeah. thing. Yeah, one of the... Uh, I, I guess if you want to... The term that everyone will probably recognize it's we had to use some asm hacks to make it work yeah some stuff that i definitely do not understand <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say being a dragon quest fan for uh the past 30 years i mean i was playing dragon quest 5 and dragon quest 6 long before we got the uh localized ds versions mm -hmm. so i mean i've played fan translations going back to like 2000 and I know in forum posts, or mainly in forum posts, going back that far, you just hear, and I guess a little bit more sooner, you just hear people like, oh, why doesn't someone just dump the script, run Google Translate, and throw it back in? And, I mean, I've heard from other people, and the guy who does the artwork for, um, who did the artwork for our show, we've talked with him on forums for years, and he helped with uh, Dragon Quest V PS2s, um, fan translation, and I know it's not anywhere near that simple. There's, and hearing you guys talk about this, it's, hopefully some other fans out there realize it's a lot more than that. Oh my goodness, it is never that simple. Yeah, I mean, I've used yeah. Google Translate to connect with my uh, my my wife is Japanese, so to even communicate with my um, uh, my mother-in-law. Uh, when I was living over there, it was just really difficult. Even just using Google Translate, it would just get things wrong all the time in often hilarious ways. <laughs> Fun dinner conversations. Yeah. The, the one that always sticks out for me because I, I was just cracking up and tears like streaming down my face is that she was trying to communicate to me um, that her battery on her phone was dying. And for some reason, when she said it in Japanese, Google translated it as, we're fucked. <laughs> well, got and, and I was like, uh, I was—I I don't know what you were saying, but I'm sure it wasn't that. <laughs> this day and age, you know, your phone dies. You are pretty much fucked. Yeah. <laughs> can't GPS home. Can't do anything. <laughs> I, no, I'd I, say I—I'd say I can relate because my wife is also Japanese, but I do actually understand Japanese <laughs> so, uh, so I don't have to actually touch Google Translate most of the time that's nice <laughs> my son is two and he he's already understanding more Japanese than I do <laughs> but I'm still learning yeah my, my daughter's actually she speaks more than I do but I, just, I still understand more hmm. Liam you're gonna have to step it up man you gotta I know right you're gonna have to keep up with him as he gets older yeah, I, I think I think he's just going to be my ESL teacher for for Japanese, and I'll just start learning from him. I'll call him Sensei. 
<laughs> that, that'd be JSL, right? You know. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm already fucking fucking that up. <laughs> he's he's also going to be, you know, with all. We still don't get a lot of Japanese um, Dragon Quest games over here. He, he, give him uh, what another four or five years, and he'll be able to have you play in Japanese games with him. I I've always, you know. I, I've always uh, thought it would be amazing if I could use the original Dragon Quest on Famicom to learn like Japanese the the alphabets, and uh, and I keep every time I say that my wife's just like just fucking do it already, <laughs> stop talking <laughs> about it, just do it. <laughs> because when we got when we got married, she she wrote like her like you know the messages that we write to each other and then we put it in the box and don't open it up for 10 years she wrote hers in japanese and it's basically like if you want to read it you you got 10 years to learn the language oh damn <laughs> so yeah i know i know i got like seven years left if, if you if you do uh, actually want to try something like that i'd recommend starting with pokemon because that'll not have kanji in it you can actually just go with the, uh, the two base alphabets first. All right, nice. Also, Between that and Dragon Quest X. I don't think any Slime Mori Mori games will have kanji either, so. No, it's pretty basic Japanese. Yeah, so if you want to replay in Japanese, there you go. <laughs> or, or play the Game Boy Advance game. I actually what? have played that. Um, yeah, I was going to say, Liam and I have both played it. Liam, you beat it, right? Yes, it was tough. Uh, towards the end, I, I think I'm maybe mixing up the first and second one, but I think the boss fight at the end was really hard. Was that right? Like, yeah, yeah, the first yeah, one. it was annoying. It was that. That was the one, Liam. I was telling you, I was sitting in the uh, passenger side of my ex-wife's car, waiting for AAA to come tow us away, and I had like an hour and a half to try that boss like five, six, seven times before I beat it. <laughs> Yeah. Ages and ages ago. Yeah, and that one you could turn into a platypunk too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, is there anything else, any other obstacles that you guys had to um, really overcome, maybe in layman's terms? Um, oh. I know you talked about pulling the text out of the um, file to begin with. Anything else that really stands out for you as a big obstacle that took a while to do? Well... Yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead. All right, well, we had to fix a lot of text length issues and stuff of displaying. So if, because Japanese, a lot of the areas were shorter text than what the English would be, right? So and something's just said, go here, and it was only like three spaces long. We couldn't write go here. So we just we had a really janky translation at first, I'm going to be honest, because we just had to shorten everything to get it to fit. But then... I don't remember, I think it was Neo B who figured out how to look at the the hex file, the assembly output, and tell us how to change the text width, text size, things like that. Yeah, at first, at first we were using Cream um, just to change the pointer tables to match the length of the text. That didn't really work just because we had to work with the limits of the code.bin file. So 
it's it's really hard to explain in layman's terms, well, but basically, let me let me give it a shot. Okay, <laughs> go for it. Uh, there are several files in the game that uh, determine screen layout, and screen layout includes where images go, uh, where text boxes are, and how much text each box can load and display. Uh, so NeoBio actually uh, figured out that format, which is not a simple format. It is, however, a standard Nintendo format, so that that was useful. Um, and uh, he, yeah, he figured that out, and then uh, it allowed us to modify the lengths and make the text fit. Oh yeah, no, that too, definitely. Um, <laughs> see, the thing <laughs> is, we kind of had a lot of technical hurdles, so we, uh, I don't think we were necessarily even on the same page there. Because <laughs> there was kind of a text length issue before, like really early on. But no, yeah, definitely the most recent thing was working on the layout files and making so it, it accepts more characters, uh, make it so we can move some stuff around to fit. Yeah, that was definitely a more recent thing. Um... And, I was going to say, oh, go ahead. Yeah, and I mean, another hurdle we had, uh, all the images were thankfully standard format, so we worked on those fairly early as well. Uh, however, there was, we did, like, IC did develop a custom tool. Well, I shouldn't say it was just IC. It was, it was him and all the other contributors on it. But basically, we made our own image editing tool, and it just worked a lot better. Like the, I think we were using uh, Ohana 3ds before. Yeah, and that the, output the wrong images. Yeah, the dimensions were wrong. Um, sometimes the images just didn't export right at all. Uh, but the cookie, the one that uh, I see and everyone else wrote works a million times better and we can do it in batches so instead of just going into each file exporting going into another one exporting you know doing all the editing and then re-importing one by one we just click once <laughs> and it all goes back into the game and we can test it and that's wow. infinitely better yeah the Citra was very helpful on testing. Yeah. I can um, imagine. It was actually not uh, not all that long ago that we uh, wrote the build script. So, uh, I started a script that allowed them to just hit the play button, and it would recompile the game and stick it back, stitch it all back together, so they could test it in Citra. Yeah, that script definitely grew. <laughs> yeah. It got expanded, NeoBio contributed to it, and uh, now it's like you make a change, you hit the button, and then you can test it. It's fully automated, yeah. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's uh, amazing. You guys have talked about like recently this, recently that. How long has this project taken you guys? I know it was just August 1st of this year that you put out the uh, beta, so here we are about six weeks after that. But how long, and I know you've been making notes of what everybody's uh, let you know during the beta. How long have you been involved with this? Oh, 
we started about three and a half years ago in 2016. Yeah, multi-year project. Yeah, yeah. Like I said at the beginning, it was just Cake and I messing around with it until uh, Ultra invited Cake to a server, and then Cake invited me to it about two months later. Mm -hmm. Um, I, yeah, I I kind of jumped in, and the whole thing kicked off on the fan translators uh, server. Uh, in November. That's November 2016. That's exactly when FTI started. Wow. And, I mean, there are definitely periods in that time where, you know, we were just stuck on something or, uh, you know, just, or we were just busy with, like, I don't know, life or whatnot. Yeah, lots <laughs> but, of school. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny, like, doing this translation, from when I started to where I am now, I have graduated, and I'm now doing college, so that's that's kind of how long it's been, I guess. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> three and a half years, that's an entire undergraduate degree time, so. Yeah, pretty much. Do you guys get college credit for this? <laughs> it would be nice. <laughs> Well, actually, interestingly, uh, in the process of everyone kind of working on this thing, uh, as well as all the developers that kind of joined, um, we've had two people use uh, Cream as an open source development thing on their CVs or their resumes. Mm -hmm. uh, and the uh, interviewers were kind of impressed, like, oh, you've worked on open source stuff, that's cool, and they both got their jobs. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Can I use that? Abrupt ending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't really work for my field, but yeah, I could see people doing that, definitely. Just yeah. start off on that to help with their own project, or maybe uh, someone who just needs some file formats or plugins or whatever. Um yeah, I'm I'm doing systems administration, so not really much programming and such, but that's exactly yeah. where video games belong. <laughs> uh, who did we have? I, I think it was uh, Neobio was who actually used it, uh, as well as One Piece Freak. Uh, One yeah. Piece Freak is right now it's just me and him uh, working on Cream, um, and somebody else. It was uh, Megaflan, who was a Spanish translator. Uh, he actually changed fields in college over to programming because we helped him. <laughs> because we helped him learn C sharp, and then he went off to to that. And now he's now he got himself a job. Wow. Yeah, That's, I see. He's very influential. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody knows who I am. That's the important part. <laughs> Until now, this podcast is going out, uh, you know, to like six people. We're <laughs> I mean, at six on, more than we... usual. <laughs> yeah, hey, Liam, come on, man. We've almost got a hundred listeners to our last. Uh, one. Yeah, we're, I know, we're, but it's we're topping three hundred on the first one. It's we, most, you know. it, in all honesty, it's mostly my mom hitting refresh. <laughs> uh, I can't believe I didn't mention One Piece Freak. Yeah, One Piece Freak, Neo Bio, just a lot of people helped out on this project. Yeah, we would have been That's SOL. Really 
Yeah. Were, um, every time we fixed something, there was something else. I was like, oh, you got the text fixed? You can take it out? Oh, how do you put it back in? It's like, oh, well, that's, that's a problem too, isn't it? You can put it back in, but now it crashes. It's like, oh, well. Right, going we can on. extend uh, the length. Oh, hold on. <laughs> now, now this unrelated text line over here is garbled. What happened? Oh, those were the days of re-injecting back into the code bin. Oh my god! Yeah, I do remember playing. Um, you know, Platy touched on this earlier. Uh, you know, I when I was in college, um, and I played uh, Dragon Quest Five and Six uh, fan translations. Um, that was before the original Dragon Warrior Seven had come out, um, and I was looking for a way to like uh, play the games before Seven. Um, so I could kind of just get the real feel for like the progression progression of the series because I loved one through four, um, and I feel like the fan translations um, really do help me become a stronger fan because they allow me to play uh, and enhance on, on stuff that I hadn't been able to before. Um, and ever since then, I bought Dragon Quest Four in multiple versions, um, DS mobile for multiple devices. I bought Dragon Quest Five for DS uh, and mobile as well, um, and Six for DS. Um, so it, it doesn't keep me from spending um, and buying these games over and over again when they get released. Um, but certainly at a time when it's it's questionable as to whether or not they will get released. Um, it's nice to um, have projects like this where the fans are supporting other fans. Um, so anyway, that's I'll get off my soapbox now. <laughs> no, no, I definitely like. I don't. <laughs> I kind of think it's too late for an official translation for this game. Like back when we were working on it in 2016, it was kind of like a you know maybe it'll happen. If so, then our work is kind of done here. But it didn't. <laughs> like, yep. to be honest, if an official translation was released, I could see it being, like, one of the last games on the system. 3DS is kind of... Sw Switch is kind of the new thing now, I guess. Dude, what about the oh, new yeah. 3DS? That's the new craze, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, but, I bought my new 3DS just last year, so of course I've got a stack of games still to go through that I can be playing to 2021 easily with my uh, 3DS backlog. Right. So, technically so a different I, system. Yeah. Yeah, I guess after a while, though, it's just hard to keep uh, coming up with new acronyms or new titles for it, so I guess mm -hmm. Nintendo did well what it said. All it could do and just say, hey, let's call it the new 3DS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, when you name it something that descriptive, and then you don't change the actual physical model of the device, I mean, what are you gonna do? Yeah, I, I think about that with New Super Mario Brothers, and it's just like, all right, that game's like 15 years old now. <laughs> <laughs> it's the the accuracy of the title is getting less and less accurate every year. <laughs> yeah, they should just be on Mario Brothers 22 or something like that, and at least we could keep them all in order. <laughs> So, Liam, uh, 
I was going to say, Liam, you haven't played Slime Mori Mori 3 yet. I have um, not. No. And no, I've I'm... put about 20 hours into it. I have done at least everything in-game up to the final boss. Uh, I can get through the first two phases, but holy cow, that ship battle is uh, really kicking my butt. I, I've loved this game. Um, I've, my three-year-old and my six-year-old will like sit on my lap or climb all over me while I'm playing it. And going to bed tonight, I was telling my six-year-old, I was like, hey, you know, daddy's going to do one of those radio programs again, and I'm going to talk to some people who helped us play the slime game, as they call it. They call it the slime game. Whatever new Dragon Quest game I'm coming up, they always have their own title for it. But because uh, they remember I was trying to play it, I don't know, six months ago, and we couldn't understand anything. And my mm-hmm. older kid, he actually he understands now that, hey, I can read what's on the screen. And I'm like, well, daddy couldn't read it before either. Not It wasn't just you. It's not just that you're older. It's no, it's now it's in English. And I've tried to explain different languages to him. And he's like, oh, yeah. So I told him, I said, I'm going to talk tonight to some of the people that let us play this. So he was really kind of excited about that for what limited knowledge he knows of podcasts and whatever. So um, I just had a ball with that. Um, whole thing. I want to ask you guys, kind of individually, um, what were some of your favorite parts? What, what do you like that really turned out great, or what was it about this game that made you want to do this game and get involved with this game? Right, Kate, mm-hmm. you should probably go first because I have a long answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I was like eyeing this game initially, like I was looking at this kind of early on, like 2012, 2013-ish, and I kind of just looked at it, and I was like, yeah, I hope they release the translation. And <laughs> and didn't get back to it until, like, 2016. But one thing I saw in the trailers for it is, like, the 3D ship battles look sweet. Like, it, it looks good, and, well, comparatively, the 3DS graphics are kind of... <laughs> but the 3D effect on the game... Like, during the ship battles and during some of the stages, I think it's pretty fun. It's definitely what, um, well, maybe not what this game does best, but it's definitely a good aspect of it. Um, the ship battles, uh, I don't know if it changes that much fundamentally from the tank battles. Uh, you do have the summons and a few new items and stuff, but, yeah, it's it's not... It's not entirely different the open world aspect is definitely mm-hmm. uh a new thing uh okay back to the actual <laughs> question <laughs> my favorite thing um yeah probably just the 3d like i know that sounds weird because the art styles kind of clash a bit but i think the developers had fun with it you know mm-hmm mm. Yeah, some of the boss designs are a little funky. Yeah. But, um... Funky good or funky bad? Funky <laughs> as in, like, Jet Set Radio. Like, good vibes all around. <laughs> <laughs> well, have I have you come really up good... with your answer yet, uh, LGN? I have a really oh. short answer, so if, if you want... All right, go, go ahead, I see. <laughs> um, well, I've already noted that uh, I didn't specifically choose this. However, <laughs> uh, now that we've managed to release the patch, uh, 
I just got back from Japan on Sunday, and while I was there, I picked up the game. So, my favorite part is that I can now play it. <laughs> hey, there you go. <laughs> I Means not wrong. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that answer might change in a few weeks, but uh, no, that's pretty cool that you got that. Yeah. We might be releasing an updated translation here in the next couple of weeks. We got a lot of the bugs fixed that people reported. And then more bugs came in. <laughs> yeah, we were going to release this week, but then they're like, oh, there's like 20 new bugs that were found. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah. So, don't feel like you caused the delay. I mean, you kind of, <laughs> the person who reported the bugs, I mean. <laughs> Don't feel like you caused the delay. I mean, you kind of did, but we're just trying to get as many bugs fixed as we can before releasing the next version, you know? Mm -hmm. We don't want to release this version and then say, oh, we missed a bunch of stuff. We're going to have to, you know, release another one later down the line. We, we just want to get it best all around and then... Eventually, when it's polished enough, we'll say, you know, it's out of beta. Uh, this is 1.0. The kind of, not final, probably. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Might have like a 1.1 or whatever, but generally. You can hope it's final. Yeah, we can <laughs> hope. But, yeah. Yeah, you were saying... The best part of Rocket Slam 3? That would have to be probably the ship battles there. Because in the second game, the ship battles were the main draw. When I first played the second game, it wasn't really that entertaining up until probably the second hour mark. Because the tutorial was really long for some reason. And you get into these ship battles, you know, there's different types of ammo. It's very tactical. You have crew members. You can play against other people, right? It's very competitive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But the second game had a lot of flaws with it. Like, some things were better than others, like you said at the beginning of this. I don't know if that was recorded. But how some people who were just later in the game would just always beat people who were earlier in the game. Right, for the multiplayer battles? Yeah, we did talk a little bit about that. Right. Um, third so, game, that's similar in, in 3? Yeah. 3 is a lot more well-balanced because... Oh, great. I probably, like, Cake, were scouring the internet for... YouTube videos of the game before realizing there was no localization that would ever be made officially. So when the third game came out and there were all these new mechanics, all these things fundamentally changed. Like there's even torpedoes and stuff now. Hmm. It just really clicked. Now, can you uh, during the uh, the ship battle? Since I haven't I haven't actually played the game yet, um, can you? cannon yourself over to another ship so you can, like, destroy it. I know you could do that in tank battles in 2. Yes, you can. Of course you can. You can fly <laughs> right over. You can block ammo with your face if you so desire. Alright, everyone. We're uh, getting close to the end here, so I wanted to see if you guys wanted to just talk about um, either your favorite Dragon Quest game, your favorite genre of video games, or favorite games that you play. Do you like shooters? I know this is an action game. Not so much an RPG. RPG, but um, go ahead, uh, Cake. What do you like playing? Why am I always the first? 
All right. Not he likes uh, cake. It's it's a real mixed bag. Um, I kind of don't have a genre. I do play a lot of games. Uh, I, I mean, first-person shooters. I played kind of action RPG. Well, can you call this an action RPG? Like what? Yeah, what is? Uh, yeah, what is strategy Zelda? action? Yeah. I, I I would classify this as an action RPG, definitely. Yeah, but I I definitely play a bit of those. Just flat out RPGs as well. Play a bit of. Um, if you're asking me to kind of pick a favorite game slash genre, yeah, it's <laughs> it's difficult. Um, ooh. Would it be stereotypical to like just say that uh, Rock Slime's my favorite? <laughs> hey, I mean, it's totally fine, man. You spent three years of your life plus doing this uh, project, so if it wasn't up there, I'd be surprised. Yeah, it it was just one of my favorite games from my childhood. Uh, well, well, yeah, actually, from my childhood, and just bringing the third game. Um, Kinda to a broader audience was definitely one of my favorite projects so far. Awesome, awesome, Logan. What about you? Oh yeah, I'm just a strategy fighting game type of guy. Which this game is kind of ironic, appealing to me. But I have to say, this is probably my favorite. The third one, that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, short and sweet there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see I, uh, you've shared a photo with us in the uh, our Skype chat here, but uh, is, is there any way you can uh, put that into words? <laughs> hmm. I play pretty much everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that looks pretty. like a shelf full of everything. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> There's a distinct lack of... Um, which one is it? Oh, wait. Of course. Anything multiplayer... Okay, so you like the multiplayer aspects? No, no, no. Oh, like, anything there, but multiplayer. Yeah, anything but multiplayer. So <laughs> anything but, got it. Yeah, don't touch the MMOs. Don't touch the <laughs> online onlys. None of that. Uh, I I'm the same way. I, I do a lot of first person RPGs, single player. I, it's interesting with some of these Dragon Quest games that have that. I mean, it interests me because obviously Liam and I are doing this podcast because we're huge Dragon Quest fans. Um, but yeah, in general, other games, I would not be so interested in doing that. Excellent. So I know, I see you said you're, obviously, you've kind of started this whole Fan Translation International, so I'm sure you've got lots of projects um, that you're helping out, looking at, and created some tools for. Um, would either um, either Logan or Cake, would you guys be interested in doing a Fan Translation again, or work on something else? Um, yeah. Yeah, this is... Uh, Real possibility. And, yeah, I might help out. Like, I don't have any specific games in mind. I, I'll i definitely help out. Um, we can suggest can. some. <laughs> but, um... I have I mean, quite a few Vita projects in mind. <laughs> oh, I don't have a Vita, though. <laughs> <laughs> you should get one, then. Yeah. <laughs> I've been told I, I should. I'll tell you what, I just had a friend hack my Vita, and I've got a 200 gigabyte card in there now, and I'm, like, dying for all these games that I know I'll never be able to play 
without fan translations on the Vita. So I'm interested in that. That'd be cool. It's a great system. Yeah. um, Apart from that, uh, yeah, I'm just I'm just going to kind of do my best to help out. Um, I have seen a few uh, Xbox games that haven't been translated yet. So, I mean, I haven't looked really into it that much, but depending on difficulty, I might do one of those. Um, there, there are a few exclusives, but... These are Japanese exclusive Xbox games? Yeah. Um, huh. There are a few. Not much. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't think so. <laughs> um, it's a very Japanese console. Yes. <laughs> it's very well respected in Japan. Hmm. <laughs> But yeah, other than that, um, no, I don't. I don't have any specific project in mind. Just okay. I'm, I'll be helping out on FTI. I think my main role there. And it sounds like a great place for yeah, just all y'all to help out on little things. That if one project is needing help on something that you guys have already solved on yours, that that's a. Uh, cool group that you guys have going on there that can help each other. Mm-hmm. And Logan, did you already answer? I don't know if I asked you that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I said it's a real possibility. Okay. We were maybe looking at the GBA game that's up in the air right now, so if it happens, it happens. Mm-hmm. All right, that's it for this episode of Slime Time. We want to thank uh, Icy Sun Fifty Five, Cake Lancelot, mm-hmm. and uh, Logan here from Team Rocket and Fan Translation International for joining us today. Yeah, thanks so much, guys, for all your hard work and helping to uh, put this project together and for promoting uh, more Dragon Quest in the West. Yeah, thanks for having us on. Thank you. Thanks yeah. a bunch. Feels like there's still so much more to talk about, but <laughs> go on for hours. Oh yeah, all of our podcasts we feel like that. We're like, okay, we're tired enough. <laughs> well, if you guys want to work on, uh, you want to work on Slime Mori Mori One, we'll definitely have you back on. <laughs> there's still quite a lot to talk about on just this one project, and we run like how many? Twelve of them on the on the server. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome that you're out there doing that for all these different fandoms. We really appreciate it. It's it's a lot of fun. All right. Also, special thanks goes out to Woodus for hosting the Dragon's Den Dragon Quest Forum for the past uh, 20 plus years. Um, The site and the forums consider consider joining in on all of the Dragon Quest discussions over there at the Dragon Den's forums. You can find the Dragon's Den main page at www.woodus.com slash forums. That's right. And uh, consider using Dragon's Den's referral links for Amazon for your next DQ pre-order. Uh, to kick a few pennies over to Woodis and help continue to support one of the largest and longest-running DQ fan sites for the West. Yes, many thanks to Dwayne Bullock for providing the artwork for our podcast. And special thanks to Descendants of Erdrich, who provided the opening and closing music for the Slime, po- Slime Time podcast. Uh, you can check them out at DescendantsofErdrich.com or on Twitter at D of Erdrich. Um, and you can also check out their band leader, Mandela Pree, live as the guitarist for Andrew W.K. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you so much, and uh, and thanks, team for uh, uh, Team Rocket for um, coming on the podcast today. This is Slime Time, slamming off.
See you next slime.